All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Scream Your Thought. And today, it has been far too long, but we have another venting victor. Why, you might ask. And I will say, it is one of the most prevalent issues that we have to deal with today. It's the medical exam for a job application. What does that actually mean? I think it's worth listening to find out what exactly that is. And then... As you get done with that exam and walk down the street in, in the burbs of Chicago, you hear that humming, you hear that buzzing, what is going on? Cicadas? No, that can't be. Not for another, you know, four years or so. What's going on? They're come early. Why? Why, Ricks? I'm missing out. You'll just have to listen and find out. We talk a little bit about Instagram. I'm taking a new direction, being a little more proactive, being a little more uh, engaging, educating myself. But there are a few hiccups along the way, some that I kind of suspected that would happen, and unfortunately they did. Those details will be divulged soon enough. And then Ricks gives me an update on St. Joseph Mission Church in New Jersey. I don't think we uh, mentioned a couple of the details in the last episodes. He texted me and, and we talked about it a little bit, but he gives a little update as to what is going on. And of course, behind any mayhem our political reasons. So with that being said, episode number 141 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. Okay, so dude, let me uh let me kick things off with what happened I know to me you yesterday. Sent me a very interesting text. I'm curious <sighs> as to how the story unfolds. Okay. All right. So yesterday I am well, first of all, I get an email yesterday. Well, let me backtrack. So I want to say maybe like back in, I want to say back in October or something like that, I was looking online for jobs with LA County because I just really, really enjoyed doing just being outside working with my hands cleaning up i don't care what it was just cleaning up painting that type of stuff similar stuff that i did with the naperville park district and it's strange because the application windows for these jobs are so small it's just for one day like you have to apply that day within these this uh, within a certain time frame and so i had set up email notifications for when a job opens up or when the application window is going to open up and so i got a notification saying when it's going to open up and i had applied and then i had to go take this exam i had to go downtown and take this um pretty much to make sure people know what they're doing and i i got the results back from the exam and uh I think I got the second highest percentile. I got like 92% on the test, which they offer jobs or they offer interviews to the people in that order, whoever scores the highest. Anyway, before this pandemic happened in March, I interviewed at a parks uh, place and then I did a phone interview with the Department of Beaches and Harbors because I did the phone interview because that was the time that the pandemic was happening. So, like, don't come to the interview anymore. We're going to do this on the phone. We're going to reschedule it for next week. Anyway, and I didn't 
and when this happened, I wasn't going to, I didn't bother contacting them like, hey, what's going on? Like, I know everything's put on, on hold. So they contact me. I get an email and a phone call saying, hey, can you come in and do like fingerprints and all this stuff? And so I drive down to Marina del Rey, which is by Venice, and I get the instructions. They email me instructions and they're like, hey, you can park here, which you have to pay for, but it's but we do not reimburse you. Or you can park in this other lot. It's free, whatever. So I'm looking on the map, and I'm driving, and I'm trying to find this little lot. And it sucks because there's traffic, and I can't really exactly slow down too much, but I'm trying to find the lot. I'm like, oh, wait, is that the lot? But it says staff parking only. Wait, is this the lot? But this looks like you get a ticket if you go in. And I'm looking at the map because they sent me a screenshot. And I'm looking at Google Maps, and it looks the same. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I got so mad. I was furious because I had to drive in a, this huge okay. circle to get back yeah. to where I was, the way that the roads are set up. And then I missed it, and I had to go back again oh, in this geez. huge circle. It was so frustrating and annoying because I just kept thinking, I know I have the address correctly entered in Google Maps – I don't understand why I can't find this place because I'm also looking at the bird's eye view of the email they gave me, looking where the corner is, looking where the building is, looking at the damn shrubbery that's on the sidewalk, and everything looks you know, pretty similar. So I just couldn't figure it out. So then finally, I'm just like, whatever. I go into this little lot. I'm like, this has to be it, but why am I getting a ticket? And it says like $12 flat parking, whatever. I'm like, whatever. Fucking A. Oh, and before all this, I'm driving the same route that I go to to get to work, driving down La Brea, which is a fucking pain in the ass, stopping at every <laughs> single stoplight, and everyone on the road's a fucking idiot, except of for course. me. And <laughs> and so there's that. And it's like getting hot outside, which it was overcast in the morning. It was supposed to be relatively cool, so I'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt in oh my, my car, God. but I can't take my sweatshirt off because I'm, dr- because I'm driving. Oh, gross. And so finally I park, I'm walking around this building and I can't find the entrance. I see dentist office, all this other shit. And I'm just like, what the hell? Where's the entrance? I'm walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go into one of these buildings and ask because I'm confused. I walk in one of the offices. The first thing I see is do not disturb. If you are lost, look at a directory. I'm looking around. I don't see a directory anywhere. And then I find one, but the place that I'm trying to go to is not listed. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at the map, trying to figure this shit out. And another reason why I'm upset is because I'm running late. Because I spent 20 minutes. I I showed up 15 minutes early. I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out the parking situation. And another 5 to 8 minutes trying to figure out how to get in the building. And so I'm walking around, walking around, walking around. And one of the things that I'm doing is there's two different buildings, and one building has this giant blue awning around it. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I see that blue building, and the building next to it, like, this has to be it. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, now I understand what's going on. The address that they gave me in the email for the free parking is incorrect. Oh, no. Yeah. The address they gave me in the email is incorrect. Mm. 
4601 Lincoln Boulevard, Marina del Rey. It should say 4601 Admiralty Way, which is the street parallel oh to Lincoln God, Boulevard. Oh my street wrong. So Holy when I'm cow. so when I'm looking so when I'm looking at this map, this bird's eye view of the map, I'm looking at the like I'm I'm my perspective is uh is symmetrical with what I'm looking at. It's a mirror image because I'm looking at this this landmark, this building with a giant blue awning, and I'm thinking I'm on one side of it, but really I'm on the opposite side of that building across the street, and there's another building that's large and rectangular just like the one that I'm supposed to get in, which is the one that I was trying to get into. So I finally cross the street, find my way into the building that I'm supposed to get to, right? So after all of that, I finally find this. I go inside. I get up to the third floor. I walk in. There's nobody sitting at the reception (laughs) desk. So I'm like, now what the fuck is going on? Because I'm 10 minutes late. I look like an asshole, but really they gave me the wrong wrong address. And there's no bell to hit with my finger to indicate, hey, someone's here to do what they're supposed to do given the scheduled appointment. And this guy is like, oh, hey – so-and-so, I think someone's here. So finally, I get it situated, right? It doesn't stop oh, there. God. I do my fingerprints. I answer a couple questions. I'm there for like 10 minutes. And then she's like, oh, do you have time to do the uh, medical medical exam today? I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm thinking, uh, will you be free this afternoon? I'm free right now. Like, what do you mean am I free this afternoon? They didn't say in the email that the medical exam would be a separate appointment yeah and so i'm like what the fuck and so they say uh the medical exam is in el segundo which is like not that much farther from where i am you know but still they're like oh the earliest time is 1 30 bitch that's in about two hours so i'm supposed to be sitting around for two hours until i can go to that appointment down the street a few blocks down in el well not a few blocks but you know 10 minutes down in el segundo well, I'm not coming back tomorrow. I'm not driving back to Hollywood and coming back here tomorrow. So, yeah, let's do 1.30. I go there, right? I I go in, and then they're like, uh, oh, yeah, we just need to do the urine sample for the drug screening. There was never any indication at all. That's the first thing that I fucking look for is will there be a drug screening so I know to prep. There is none of that, not on the application, not in any of the instructions in the email, not in any type of course, nothing. Did, did it say – Good thing I hadn't – Well, what? I was just going to ask. Did it say medical exam? It just said medical exam. That always exam. means drug yeah. test every time. I, I don't know if you – yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't realize that until I was at uh, BASF. Uh, no, it was actually before then. Um, but any – Bro, it's California. I would expect there to be if I would. I'm. It's a park this, district, I'm just though, right? Making the it's assumption. The so it's a state. It's a state yeah. organization. But yes, yes, I will agree with you that. But I just feel like it should have been a little more obvious. That's why they do. Instead of that's why they didn't like that. So it's hidden. But here's the thing. Good thing I haven't smoked for like no three shit. weeks. So wow. we'll see what we'll see what happens. <laughs> and you exercise quite a bit. Yeah, I haven't smoked since the end Holy of May. Cow. Good so we'll you. see what happens oh, with man. that. That is so crazy. Yeah, no, I was like, because um, 
in every like application. It's like you need to complete a medical exam, and it has like for the things that do have details or like bullet points. It's like check your check your health, check your you know all these functions and stuff like that. But that's only relevant to people who are manual labor type stuff. So they might do a, a blood test. They might do a you know various right. other medical things. But anytime it says medical exam included, it's always a urine test. Always. 100%. See, see, other places that I've gotten a medical screening, it says drug test. You will be administered a drug test. Probably so when it state. says medical exam, when it, when it says medical exam, I'm thinking, you know, like what they did, eye checking your vision, checking your hearing, blood pressure, height and weight. Right. Everything but. Interesting. But I did walk in there, and I'm thinking to myself, like, are they going to make me take my pants off? Like, what the fuck? Because, uh, anyway, they didn't, but. <laughs> are you yeah. sure? Are you sure? Oh, and then, and then, no, 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 get this. And then, so I finally drive down to where the medical exam is, and they, I, I turn in, and it's like, what the fuck? I have to pay for parking? They never said anything about parking. And so I just parked in this little lot next to it where they have shops and they're like retail parking only. Fuck that. I'm going to park there anyway. So I go inside. I go inside and it just has the address. It doesn't tell me the suite number. So for like five minutes, I'm trying to figure out the suite number Uh as well. It's like, what the fuck? Why? And then the directory is a touch screen. So it's like, do I touch this? Do I not touch this? What's going on? Wow, in coronavirus. And so I figured too. out wow. I fig- Yeah, I figure out where it is. I go up there. And then when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, they're like, "Oh yeah, check out with the reception so they can validate your parking." Well, you never said that you would validate my parking in the first place, so I didn't park. Well, whatever. Give me that. Get. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So that was my that experience was, so- yesterday. Oh, and then also because they never told me. Again, I'm, a medical exam. I'm thinking vision, hearing, whatever. Because when I've taken a drug screening or whatever, they say ahead of time you will be taking drug screening or urine right. sample or blood work or whatever. And because all these places are iffy on the rules. I I have the place that I went to go eat happened to have their restroom available for the public, so I used the restroom. So I'm sitting there for like 25 minutes waiting for the bottled water they gave me to kick in. It's just like what a fucking shitty day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever told you my uh my drug testing thing for BASF. That was that was a fucking nightmare, just waiting to happen. No, what happened? So, uh, okay. So first of all, I'm gonna say. I completely empathize with everything that you had to go through. That is so relatable. And getting caught off guard like that, holy cow, like, what if you had smoked, like, a week ago or something? Like, you'd probably, (laughs) I don't even know what you would have done. I don't know, dude. (laughs) But I already did, like, I already took the exam and passed with flying colors and I already did the interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the it's so the last. So why wouldn't last... you want to set someone up for success and give them a heads up? Because it's the last gatekeeping thing that a lot of I I didn't realize it, uh, the state would do. It's a state thing or is it a county thing? That uh, I don't know. But but it's 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 no government idea. like Parks and Rec, right? 
That's what, yeah. Right. So, so it's going to be organized yes, by the county, some yeah. sort of governmental entity. Um, I didn't realize they did that, but I know, I do know that a lot of corporations do that where they, they go through the interview, they give you the job offer, but it's contingent on you passing both the medical exam, which is actually a drug test and a background check. So they'll give you the job and then yeah. you have to follow these two requirements, which is like my background check was the thing that kept me from stand at BSF. So I understand the... Yeah, that's exactly what it was. A contingent offer based on the medical yeah. thing. But I'm still surprised as... I mean, I've done three or four of them and it wasn't obvious, hey, you're going to be right. doing yeah. this. Yeah, and just being in that like world for a while, I... Because I asked people about that too. I was like, what does a medical exam actually mean? Because all it said was a medical exam to check your health and stuff like that. It didn't mention anything about a drug test. It said basically you got to pee in a cup and that's it. And that was that was the extent of the medical exam for somebody who was just answering phones and processing orders. Like, they didn't have to do any of the other random shit. Did you just have to do your drug test, or did they actually test you exam-wise? No, I did that, and they checked Oh, they did. Okay, so so it was the full, the full gamut. Yeah, yeah, because you'd probably yeah. be doing manual labor, so they got to make sure that that's... Uh... Yeah, which I thought, which I imagined, I'm thinking to myself... Because it's manual labor and you're driving a truck and handling equipment, I th- thought it was surprising that I didn't see anywhere that it said, by the way, for this position, you have to pass a drug test on the application and the correspondence. So I found it very odd. I thought that would be the case, but it didn't say anything. Yeah. So, well, uh, my my, my, uh, my contract offer didn't say anything like that either, but it was everyone, everyone in the yeah. office knew so since I was working there, I kind of had the heads up that was going to be part of it. But no, it didn't mention anything there. So yeah. that doesn't, like, surprise me a lot if I experienced that in my own, like, little Minnesota world, corporate world. But, uh, yeah. yeah, speaking of which, th- that that reminded me of just the most horrible experience of having to go through the drug testing because – I'll I'll share I'll share a secret and and we can eliminate this later if we need to but I'm a nervous peer. I have a lot of difficulty going uh to the bathroom if there's somebody watching or waiting or there's that anxiety, everything just clenches up and I'm not able to go. And so here I am and I uh I drank uh like I tried to drink a bunch of water and as I was getting ready to leave my apartment, and it's about, like, a half an hour drive, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't hold this. I'm going to, like, piss myself if I don't actually go right now. So I ended up taking a piss, drank a little more water. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine in the next hour or so. I can I can go, even overcoming my anxiety or whatever. So I get to the, the uh, medical facility, the drug testing place, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and here I am. It's half an hour later. I'm still waiting for the water to kind of walk through the system. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's a waiting area. It'll probably take 15, 20 minutes. Plenty, plenty enough time for me to, to be ready to just give, give my sample. And they call me in literally within three minutes after I sign the, the paper that I'm, I'm checked in. They're, oh, come in. And I'm, here I am <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is not good. This is not good. And the, one of the, the, assistance who brings me in is like okay here's you know like put all your electronic equipment etc like wallet stuff like that and this thing put off the side go in sit on the bench um it's like okay so are you are you ready to go like uh well uh, you know we got the cup for you and all that um 
you you ready? And I'm like, mm, no, no. Could could I get a could I get a cup of water? <laughs> like, oh shit! Like I don't know what to do. And so drink a cup of water, drink a second cup of water. And I'm sitting there, uh, and they're just like, let us know when you're ready. I'm like, oh god, it's not happening. And here it's about five thirty ish, six o'clock. It closes at nine. And yeah. so I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll, it'll it'll come eventually. And so here I am waiting and the assistant who was in charge of me was apparently getting very irritated that I was taking so long to get ready to go to the bathroom. So she kept pestering me. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Like every five minutes or something like that. So after the fourth time that she came in, <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a try. Let's go. And so she went through the procedure. She gave me the cup, went into the bathroom and here I am sitting there. And she's like, you have, now you have 120 seconds to uh, produce a sample. And I'm just like, why did you have to say seconds? Literally, couldn't you just said like two minutes or something like that? It's like, really? So here I am knowing that she's like right outside the door and I've, you know, even having to do this a couple times, it's just, it, it is the most uncomfortable and nerve wracking thing. And for whatever reason, I just, I'm not able to, to go to the, I'm not able to excrete anything <laughs> if I know that there's somebody watching or listening or oh whatever. Yes. Graphic, whatever. But it's honest. And so here I am like, Oh my God, I can't go. I can't go. I can't go. I try sitting down on the toilet and I, you know, I'll pee sitting down if I have to. Nope. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. So the 120 seconds passes in almost an instant. They knock on the door. Have you, have you produced your sample yet? Uh, no. Okay. And so I come out and they're like, okay, well you have one more chance. And, yeah, we close in two hours, and so you have, uh, you know, you you can you can have one glass of water after this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You like, and and this isn't like a full glass of water. This is like one of those like cone cup things. You're right. Like little super, four ounce, like, three ounce, cups. three ounce yeah. cup. It's like you can cup. you can have one of those. And so here, <laughs> I drink the one, and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in that like <laughs> sterile room or whatever. And she comes in another three times, like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna go again until I actually, like, know that I am gonna, like, bladder's gonna explode, because this is probably the only way I'm gonna make it happen. And it comes to a point, I'm there for another fucking hour and a half, and it still hasn't <laughs> hit me. And it's just like, no it, way. Like, for whatever reason, like, the nerves or whatever, I'm, I'm still sitting there. And so the, the, um, one of the, I, I guess he's a doctor or one of the one of the main people, one of the, the director people walks by and she's asking me again, like, oh, are you ready to go? And he walks by. He's like, you've been here for like two hours now. Why? Like, why haven't you gone? It's like, I, 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 I don't have anything in my bladder. And she's like, yeah, no, he can only have one one glass of water. And he's like, no, give him as much water as he needs. Like, let's get him out of here. <laughs> like, fucking let him load up on water. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and so he set her in the place and here I am for the next fucking like 25 minutes just downing water hoping that it's going to transfer through quick enough to be able to go and at this point I'm just like I just want it over with I want it done with um they said I've got you know one 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 strike in your or two strikes and you're out and so like okay I've I've got one strike I'm not going to go into the bathroom unless I know that I'm going to actually have to go and so another fucking oh sorry I'm swearing so much it just it was such a frustrating experience that 
Shit, fuck, ass, bitch, cunt. <laughs> Who cares? Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so another Whatever. another 15 minutes later, and finally, the uh, the assistant who was with me, it's like, uh, my shift is over. I've got to go. And she's like, you can either go now or come back tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not coming back tomorrow. Like... <laughs> I've been here for about two and a half hours. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back. And so the supervisor who had said I could, I could drink more water came over and he said, uh, to one of the maintenance guys, he's like, can you watch him and just make sure that he does the thing? And so literally it's just him and I who are sitting there for another 10 to 15 minutes as I'm just like, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm just trying to, to think, think, think waterfall thoughts, think, think garden hose like all that stuff just try and make something happen and uh, like it's such it's this perpetual fear and so him and i are just talking about like sports and stuff like that his he's a vikings fan i'm a bears fan and just trying to get my mind off of it and then finally it's like five minutes to where he says i i gotta lock everything down like okay i'm gonna give it one more shot and so i go in one more time one more time he gives me the cup does the same procedure and all that sitting there the first 15 seconds my like i got i have to go like there's no other way and then finally like a faucet like and then literally yeah as that happens i say out loud and i know he can hear this i'm like oh thank god <laughs> like uh, <laughs> so wow. i'm doing it and so finish it up and uh hand it to him um and uh it's he and i'm like i'm so sorry to make you wait oh i like i i just it's it's a personal thing like i'm whatever and like is the is everything all good is he's looking at us like well it looks like you drank a little bit of water it might be a little thin but we'll we'll see you might have to get called back later like oh for fuck's sake that 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 would be the worst experience yeah. afterward there was Left, um, didn't have to get called back it was the... good i was i was set that i but it was one of the most traumatic experiences of having to go through a <laughs> medic, medical exam in my life. Yeah, when you're on the clock, it's like nerve wracking. It's like, what the hell? Why is it that I Dude, can't produce right now? It... But when I was at the Naperville Park District, they would every so often hand out a couple letters to people saying, hey, this is a random drug screening. You can't do any work until you, you got to go to the hospital next door and do a drug screening, and then you can come, come back. And... That happened a couple times with uh, with me, and I was fine because I didn't smoke at all when I was working there. And but then they told me a few sto- uh, a couple stories where before I started working there, they were like, "Oh, hey, you know, remember Nick?" I'm like, "Yeah." One time he got called for a drug screening, and he was freaking out because he had, was smoking weed. And so one of the guys at the park had pissed in like a Ziploc bag. And he was lucky enough where he used it, and he got called in right away, and it was still, like, at the the correct temperature that it needed to be at, and it passed. And then I guess there was another guy that I didn't know that stopped working there before I, I showed up, where they're like, yeah, this one person, whoever it was, you know, he got called for a drug screening. He goes in. He's really nervous. He doesn't know if he's going to pass or not. And on his way back driving back to the park district i guess he gotten a phone call from the supervisor saying hey the hospital called you know you passed your exam <laughs> or oh no 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 what happened was this no what happened was this he he uh, i'm mixing up my stories he hadn't smoked and then he 
did the exam and afterwards they're driving back and he was like, all right, I did my exam. I probably won't get called again for the summer. And so it lights up a joint. And then after that gets a phone call, they say, hey, you need to go back to the hospital. They said that your sample was too thin or whatever. Yes, so right. he was like, fucking A. And I think he just left went home that day. I don't think he even came back to work. I think he just left and went home because he knew he was going to pass because he smoked his weed, smoked some weed right after taking okay, the exam. So, so just as if for anybody listening, just as an FYI, if you smoke weed right after you take a drug test and then have to take another one, it's not going to show up. It takes about two to three hours. Really? It takes about two to three hours for it to... Uh, infiltrate the system it won't have any impact wow. you can you can literally okay light up a big fat blunt before you take a drug test and if you hadn't smoked before <laughs> it's not going to show up it doesn't process that fast so okay. just as a as a fun fact on that note though with the with the little little baggie of warm urine uh i know somebody that's very so very close <laughs> oh oh my god we talked about so many more gross things don't even, i know i know i know don't I know. even start with me but it's very easy, and I just from somebody who I have uh, knowledge from. It's very easy to trick a drug test and to use somebody else's urine when you're doing a job application. And I know somebody who's done that. I think they said it was about four times. Four times that they've oh wow they have had contaminated systems and they've used somebody else's and. They pass every think, single time. I think one of my friends, I think one of my friends used like a fake wiener that mm -hmm. that you could put someone else's someone else's piss in and it'll keep it warm. And another one of his friends, I guess, had told me <laughs> that they were on they were on probation, and if they failed their drug screening, then they would go to jail for three or four months or whatever the time frame was. And he had a fake wiener. Yeah. And it malfunctioned. It was like a battery operated oh, thing and it God. malfunctioned and they found out they found out about it. I think because they're standing in the bathroom and it made like a weird like mechanical sound or something and then like piss went all over the place and so he went to jail. That's hilarious. No, no, because if you're story. on probation, they watch you. They actually it's different than employer stuff. Yeah. They will they will watch your wiener come out and take a pee. Yeah. So <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> if there's an electronic malfunction, that would probably be pretty evident. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh, we got a fake I, one I'm over half here. Android. <laughs> That's my excuse. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's my stressful. Goodness. No, it is. I mean, <laughs> I I I know. Yeah, a lot of people, and I don't know. I and this is one of the things too that if I know I'm applying for a job that is either with uh like a governmental organization or for a company that does that sort of testing it's not that hard to not smoke for three weeks four weeks five weeks however like just to stay clean until you're like if you know it's coming down the pipeline at some point it's not that hard to be able to yeah if you have motivation to not like, smoke and i think that's you know a, a testament to your own character too at least on an internal level that you care enough about the job not to jeopardize it with that and try and fake it off with somebody else's. Did I tell you that uh, once upon a time my mom gave me a drug test? Oh, God, story? once. That was a while ago, though. Yeah, so what happened was this was in either high school or 
I was back for summer or winter break in college or something. Okay. And so I don't know why. For some reason, my something – there was obviously some type of catalyst that made her go to Walmart and get a home drug kit. And the ironic thing is, is the night before, I, like, smoked a ton of weed with Cooper. Like, so much well, weed. Well, when you're smoking remember, with Cooper, what other like, type is there? Yeah, well, I know, I just remember, well, because him and I would always, before, no matter where we were or whatever the, the night was, we would always go back to Ben Franklin and smoke some weed underneath the slides at the playground right. at, like, midnight or yeah. one in the morning. And then I would walk home, and then he would walk home. That's what we always did anytime the night was coming to an end. And for some reason, that night, or one of those nights, I smoked way more weed than normal. And then the next day, my mom's like, oh, by the way, you're not going anywhere until you take this drug test. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> she totally caught me off guard. I was thrown off guard so much. And so what do I do? I'm online researching how to trick a Old school drug internet test. style. Yep. Micro internet and explorer. It's, and it's yep. saying like – and it's just saying, drink a ton of water and <laughs> drink drink vinegar. And so for, yeah. And so for, over the course of like two hours, I threw back a few shots no. of vinegar and oh, drank a few bottles God, of water. The innocence of youth. And so oh I go in God. the bathroom. I go in the bathroom. I piss in the cup, and I walk out. I'm just like, well, I have no idea. And I try and hold back. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my mom. I try and hold back like this guilty look that I have, and she's like, "Well, congratulations, you passed." And I was like, "See, I told you, I told you, I'm not smoking weed." But really, I was obviously. And she goes, "The next, the next time this happens, your father's gonna be in the bathroom with you." I'm like, "What can? Where am I gonna go? The windows barely. It's like not even. What am I gonna do? Jump out no, the window? It's like the, it's tamp what, tampering. Tampering. What are my options? Tampering. And she goes. And she goes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and she goes. I don't know. Monkey business. <laughs> and that was the Monkey end of that. Business. I and I never that. got tested. Yeah, again. man. You just you just pour a little couple of drops of vinegar in one of those home testing kits. But I think I want to say she was smart enough to, like, check my pockets and shit like that. So I don't know. And That's I wasn't allowed crazy. to go in the bathroom unless I was going – like, she was chilling in the living room, and I was not allowed to go in the bathroom unless I was about to take the Oh, my test. God. So she did her due diligence. Wow. I, okay. But I can't remember what it – I can't remember what it was that made her – You'll have to ask her. That's a, that's a fun story. I mean, I like, I've – not a fun story, but it's a it, – I've never heard a – parent i mean i see that in like sitcoms and stuff like that i don't think i've ever seen like heard of something like that in real life yeah <laughs> well one of my friends i was so jealous because one time i'm at a friend's house and we were going to go downtown and we were saying bye to his we're in the house and we're getting ready to leave and He's, like, checking his pockets to make sure he has his ID or something like that. And his bowl falls out of his pocket. And I was like, oh, shit. And his mom saw it. And she's like, what is that? I'm serious. Do not be doing this. And she still let him go to the city. I was like, what? If that was my mom, I would, boom, right then and there. I'm not going 
anyway. So that that would be your would that but, be your parenting style? If you had a, a junior high kid who did something, I mean, weed's becoming more acceptable after eighteen. But yeah, no, I mean, like junior high, late junior high, early high school. What would your what would your response as a parental? Figure I mean, I be? definitely wouldn't want. I definitely would not be wanting a kid to be smoking weed in Fuck junior no. high. I know. I'm like, you know, wait, I, I'm I'm fine with it after the age of like eighteen, nineteen. Like after you have most of your developmental functions. I would I would I would expect it though. I mean, yeah, I I, I would. I would expect it, you know, 16, 17. Would I want a, a kid to be doing it regularly? No. You know, but if they do it one time, whatever. I mean, I'm, but I don't also don't have children. Is that your landline going off again? Yes, it is. You know, I was going to say, I'm so happy right now. Uh, my parents got a new internet router. Which is wonderful. Now they're. I thought you said they got it, but then it got fucked up last time. Didn't it go down last no. time? No. Uh, I think the last time it was still the old one. They were going to get the new one. They finally got it, installed oh, okay. it, and literally our internet is about five times faster and no outages. It's sh- wow. like I mean I am just blown away by that. But yeah, then you got the phone where I, for whatever reason, the stupid ass phone can't figure out the silent feature where it's just take out the, the phone only line calls that come into the landline are spam like it that's literally the only ones that come in and yet we keep it connected because you never know when somebody wants to leave a voicemail for some random reason people who do that grandma or grandpa no no, no not even know. them where i remember growing up uh when we had the cassette tapes the little micro tapes for voicemail oh or as we right. call it the, the message oh, machine man. the mini ones yeah i didn't start using the word voicemail until cell phones came around and voice voicemails were digital you know but i just called it messages and the message machine the little micro yep. tapes and dude my grandmother <laughs> would just talk and talk and talk and talk when leaving a message We'd have to change it out just for her. <laughs> a special a special uh, cassette tape. Just, oh, grandmother's calling. Plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I can't believe – I don't know. Yeah, that's weird that you guys would have it. It seems inconvenient to have a landline. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I don't, I don't know anybody our age or younger who has a landline anymore. I mean, it's basically just our, our parents. I don't even remember when – we got rid of our, I can't even remember when we got rid of our landline. It could have been five years ago or ten years ago, but I remember when my parents got rid of it, I felt like, oh, yeah, we still have that? Weird. Okay, cool. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, I guess it would be – well, the, here's the good, nice thing is if, if you call 911 on a cell phone, you better know where you are because they can't tell where you are. On a landline, they can know where you are. So right. Happens. Yeah. Well – or a power outage. I think the phone would still work in a power outage. I mean, obviously a cell phone is not connected to the wall, but if you're living by yourself or one other person and the, and the battery dies. Oh, random thing that just crossed my mind. Totally forgot to mention this for the past, like, three episodes. You know how we talked in What's the up? past about that uh, cicada uprising in, what was it, yeah. 2009? Was it? That was 2007. Seven. So we're due for 2024. No. 
this year. This year, in the burbs, in Chicago, we have half of a cicada rising. You're not getting the, the... No way. Bro, literally, every block you go down in suburban Glen Ellen... What? You hear the the perpetual cicada yeah. buzzing for the past four or five weeks now. You drive down the street with your windows open. It is deafening. It will it will drown out your stereo in the no. car. No, I wanted to experience. I dude, I think about that, and I kept looking forward to twenty twenty four. I'm like, I can't wait to go back. And experience that again because it was so cool. Why are they coming out early? It's supposed to be every 17 years Global where warming. we are. Uh, there's been changes in ecosystems. And so it has not all of them. And that's the weird part, too, because like that thing that we experienced. So to you, to your recollection, your experience right now, you said is half Less of what than it that. was. It, in it's probably a quarter of what it was in 2007 because. Dude, they were 2007, everywhere. literally, you would walk down a sidewalk and just carcasses of cicadas. You can't walk down. Crunch, crunch, yep. crunch, 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 yep. crunch, crunch. Like, it's not like that. Dogs would gain weight for eating all the cicadas. He, Our dog, one of my dogs loved mm, eating them up. Baby. And all that protein, they can't handle all the protein, so it converts to fat. And so many people's dogs gained <laughs> a few pounds. You know, you know what's actually very funny, too, now that you, you mentioned that? So, you know how my, my parents love their birds, and they have, uh, I think it's five bird feeders on the yard. So, oh, wow. over the course of the past uh, five weeks, prior to this past five weeks, we would have to refill during late winter to late spring. We would have to refill the bird feeder every other day birds just flock like they just demolished this food like bags and bags of bird food every other day had to refill 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 about five weeks ago once he started hearing the in the background suddenly the bird feeders didn't empty it was like literally they didn't go down but what was interesting was you know that disappeared they all they were all gone the birds are eating all the cicadas. They know this is like a feeding ground. And so literally within the peripheral of our yard, they have eaten every cicada. And there is no sound of cicadas anywhere. You can you can sit outside in, in, our, yard, yard. in our yard or anywhere in the vicinity either. Like you can sit outside and it's a quiet night. But then you go two blocks down and suddenly it's like they're in the trees, they're on the branches, they're in the grass, they're all over the place. But no. That's uh, crazy. We, we have we have natural pest control. It is just the most amazing I've never I could have never imagined and I'm wondering what it will be like once the full cicada thing comes out where you're gonna have the sidewalk full of carcasses. Um what that'll end up looking like for for the birds, but they are having a does, field day um, right now. Speaking of, you know, noises, does that lady still lay on the horn? Your neighbor that just eh, 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 for oh, her kids damn. to come out. Eh, 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 you eh. know, um, I I have not. Or is that more prevalent during the school year? I I think it's more prevalent during the school year. She had two young kids she was taking to school. So I think after school got canceled, um, they, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, no, I have not, I have not heard <laughs> of any natural disturbances <laughs> in the force. 
That's yeah. so funny. And you said they would do it sometimes at night, right? Yeah, it was weird. It was it was very weird times of day. I'm at all hours. <laughs> all hours. But considering that that it was always both the kids that would come out into the van, I'm assuming that they it was always some sort of like either a youth thing or a school thing or whatever it was. And now all that shut down. So, bro, you guys in California, you're struggling right now. I see. Illinois is doing damn good when it comes to containing coronavirus. We are on the downcline. I am so happy about that. You guys. Yeah. Sorry to be you. But we got a ton of people living out here. <laughs> I need to check on the update. I saw some – I was driving on Sunset the other day and I saw people – oh, so this is funny. So I saw – when I was driving on Sunset, I saw a couple of restaurants that had the patios open and it looked totally normal. People did not have any masks on. They're sitting at the tables. The tables are all next to oh. each other and everything. And then, like the, and then like a couple of days later, like that Monday or Tuesday after the weekend, an article came out saying, yeah, after the weekend saying that the restaurants can open up after the riots and everything happened, it turns out like 90% of the restaurants are not following protocol. <laughs> yep. Yep. They had people, the city had people go out and audit restaurants and like nobody was following any of what, the rules. What your, your, your governor, Gavin Newsom, is threatening another lockdown in certain areas so we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah this sucks 2020 there are a no, lot of great memes, 2020 this was 2020 my plans versus 2020 reality oh god yeah send me that meme i would love that <laughs> oh you know what i was gonna say i was gonna text you and i was like oh, i'll just bring it up with him Dude, you should make an Instagram account. I think you would really like it because lately I've been using I've been using Instagram to educate myself. Not only on just stuff like Black Lives Matter or Juneteenth, but also just random other things. I'm using it now more as a tool as opposed to just looking at memes. And I was like, I'm looking at some of the stuff and I was like, oh man, you know what? I think Rick's would really appreciate this. So I encourage you to create an account and solely use it for educational purposes as opposed to communicating with a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> I actually think I have an account. Uh, I just haven't used it in a while. It, I do I do totally agree, though, with your assessment of, especially for people who are, what, now in their 30s, early 30s, to uh, yeah. stay stay relevant with what the upcoming generation. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's constantly changing, and I don't know. I use YouTube as kind of a portal in that way but if mm -hmm. instagram is kind of the the way to get a but what's nice too but what's nice too is i follow certain accounts like personalities reputable personalities let's just say for example like ellen or oprah so the stuff that they post in regards to <laughs> culture and what's going on is not going to be like is not going to be that's your that's your, that's your youth vibe you know right saying? there no 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 i'm just giving i'm just giving no, an example i'm just giving an example no, i was kidding um but then get this. So I started the other day. It's kind of still odd to me because it's not a habit yet. But I started commenting and liking things that are meaningful. Not Again, not just memes or like models or things, but educational posts I'll comment or like. And then out of nowhere, for the last like few days, I get like – Two or three new followers. Two or three new followers. Direct message. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so I get a few DMs. And my first thought is, cool, I got a direct message. Is this 
real or is this one of those sex messages yeah. where it's like, hey, sexy? Sex yeah, bots, exactly. Yeah. So I think I deleted them, so I can't go back. I, one of them I deleted, but one of them – and of course, like the first – of the three or four of them, only one of them was legitimate. But a few of them was like, hey. It's like, all right, I guess I'll respond with hi. And then the next question by this one person uh, I think was like, hey, where are you from? And I'm like, what, are, what is – where is this going? What is going on here? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm in – Los Angeles, where are you? New York. And then the, I just knew, bro. I fucking knew what the next question was going to be. Are you married or are you single? Boom. Block. No, no. Actually, I responded. I responded. Um, what did I say? I said I'm only using Instagram for networking or something like that. And I kept it professional, and, and I didn't answer her question. I'm like, I'm not giving you the satisfaction of answering the question. So I said, you know, hey, I'm just looking. Thanks for the compliment. I'm only looking for this for networking and whatnot. Next uh, message after that. Hey, are you are you single or married? Bitch, I just fucking told you. It's a told, bot, bro. Block, delete, That's a bot. Done. I know, right? I know. I, I know. I know. But it was just odd. Here I am getting excited, being engaging on Instagram on these accounts that are educational. Because uh, – the all most of the accounts that I was commenting or liking were in regards to financing and the stock market, and so then what happens is before I message these people back, I check out their profile real quick, and they have posts related to financing and the stock market. And of course, you know, uh, one of them was just a, or one or two of them may have been a bot. Right. Another person was legitimate and another person i don't know if they were legitimate or not but they were trying to be salesy and sell me something i was like oh i'm cool i'm actually doing my own thing and then i asked like oh how did you get started and they didn't answer the question they just did a continuation of trying to sell me something so yep okay unfollow block done huh that's so (laughs) interesting yeah but it's weird because i feel like an old man you know i feel old Using Instagram because obviously there's people our age or older that utilize and have make a business out of it. But it's very interesting because I'm trying to be engaging and be more, like I said, educational and networking as opposed to just liking and commenting on random shit. It's just odd. It's just very odd. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this, this might be the, the final little tangent. I, I don't know if this is going to take up too much time. Um, have I told you about the situation with the, the, uh, presiding bishop for our denomination? Did I, did I give you that whole backstory? All you told me, all you told me was that, was that this individual had resigned recently Due to unsatisfactory performance. Yes. Yeah. Right. They're, 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 and that's they're, it. That's all I know. And this is this is one of those okay. things that Give me yeah, this update. I just I'm still. It's one of those things where I find great frustration, but also accept the reality of the situation. So it's kind of a a mixed bag. So yeah. Long story short. The presiding bishop has been a pain in the ass for everybody who's been in contact with him for God knows how long, but he's also been the reason why all of us have kind of joined together 
So he's the founding father, but he's also a fucking asshole and just not not a not a pleasant <laughs> human being in general. And so he ended up being that they had a mi- meeting of bishops. I think there's like 12 bishops, 13 bishops, something like that, and one of them uh said I just can't stand you. I feel like you are destroying this whole organization that we built over the past half decade and I'm resigning right now and I'm I hope that everyone else sees how horrible of a human being this person is. So that happens. So this would this it so the presiding bishop was in this meeting. Yeah, no, totally. And he was getting yeah no okay, he was getting it. he was so getting saying, out. you suck got it so it was not a secret meeting it was a meeting of the minds with including St- status Asshole. update okay. yeah right so so this this dude we'll call him Bishop A uh, ends up saying I resign right now I'm leaving this this progressive Catholic Church and I'm done with all of you until the presiding bishop we'll call Bishop. Right. <laughs> Whatever Cass. you already yeah, said no, his I name said, one I time said, before. I the other yeah, and so that happens, and then within a couple of hours, Cass, the presiding bishop, ends up releasing a statement saying he's resigning and that he just, you know, he's so sorry for the harm that he's called. Blah 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 blah. With <laughs> a week later, there's a reconvening of the bishops, and it turns out. That Bishop A, who ended up reaming out Cass and leaving the denomination, already had his own Catholic denomination set up to become the presiding bishop of his own new faith tradition over there. And so he was just throwing a fucking firebomb into what he knew was a catastrophe of uh, leadership management type of thing. And so they all Mm -hmm. met together, and without Bishop A present... They all said, we do not accept the resignation of Cass, the presiding bishop, and that he will be reinstated or continue to preside as the bishop over the PCC because there is no one who could take over at this point in time. If he were to leave, no one, everyone else has a part-time or full-time job. We're all doing this on the side. He's the only one who is living off of his parents' inheritance in South Carolina, living on a you know little little chapel land of couple couple thousand square feet, and that's his that's his only job. He he drives Uber when he feels like it, but he lives off his inheritance, and it's his full time job to be the presiding bishop, more or less. And so we're, we're we're all Got stuck. It. Okay. There's no and and that's what uh, what Joe had told me afterwards. What about Father Joe? He he's got a wedding ministry and an actual ministry where he goes out in the streets and does stuff. He doesn't have the time or energy or the health to be able to become presiding bishop. It's not in the cards. It's not financially stable. He gets most of his income for the church based off of his wedding ministry, and so here we are, where even. Oh, so like the church hires his ministry and that's how he, he gets well, paid? Well, no, 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 no. He's got his own independent um, St. Joseph Mission Church that is primarily responsible mm-hmm. for like weddings. He takes in, St. Joseph Mission Church takes in all that revenue and it's for St. Joseph Mission Church 
basically as an income for him, and then he'll donate, I think, like 15, 20% to Cass out in South Carolina in his little church to promote the PCC while Cass is not doing anything. So yeah, it's not really an option to have Joe take over the, the PCC. And the other, the other guy who's a really strong candidate, he's a lifelong Catholic. He's been to Rome so many times, by the way. I've seen some of his Facebook pictures. Like, he's fucking in the Vatican meeting with other bishops and priests and stuff like that, but he's gay. And so he's not a priest in the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church, but he manages their money. He's a financial advisor. And now he's a bishop in the Progressive Catholic Church, which does allow gay LGBTQ individuals to, like, serve. So it's kind of that thing where it's a side, it's a side ministry for him, but his main ministry is being a civilian doing financial work for the, the Roman Catholic Church. It's crazy. So there's, it's like... But does this guy do, does, uh, does... Bishop Asshole, <laughs> as you said, do does he even? I don't understand why they can't accept the resignation. Does he actually put in a lot of work that nobody else can do, or yes. is it just technical? Like he, he just has. He, well, then he what does the fuck? in the in the way of the fact that he will call all of the bishops on like a daily, like he's got like a daily calendar of every bishop that he's gonna call. But whenever he calls them, all he does is like complain about himself, and it's just not like even. And he'll set aside time to like contact people like myself. So he does work, but the work that's done is counterintuitive yes. to what his yes. job actually yes. is. Going back to the fact that if you did not have him as presiding bishop, everything would just be fine. But everyone else is not accepting it for some technical bullshit reason when in reality anybody can step up and grow into the position or you can just have an interim person or have nobody at all and you guys would be better off. Uh, honestly, that's kind of what I personally believe. They don't – they think they would be – Bro, sign me up. I'll be interim. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I would love to see that. You, I mean, you know what? You're, you're, you've, you've got, you've got Mexican heritage. I feel like you're, you're a lead candidate right now. We're looking for diversity. So I can, you can play totally the part. Play the part. <laughs> if you need, if they just, if they just need someone to play the part, it sounds like what they're yeah, asking. Well. For. Uh, it sounds like they want so it, it sounds like they want someone to be the leader because nobody else is willing to step up and be the you know, leader. You know, here's what the problem is. And that's how dumb fucks end up in position. End up in a position no, of power. Here's how dumb fucks end up staying in positions like that is that okay. they make sure that they are the gatekeepers. They are the key holders to the whole organization. He has all the data. He has all the contact information. Like ah. he's the omnipresent controller of information. So he can set up. He can lock. So got it. So he can lock everyone well, out. It, I mean, that's not so to. much the issue as it is um, him just not being willing to spend the time, his limitless time, being able to set up a process and a, uh, you know, church, like, church bylaws or something that gives order and structure, nothing. But if he resigns, if he resigns and they accept his resignation, wouldn't he just hand over all of that information and data? 
No, because only he knows it. It's not kept in a Excel spreadsheet. It's kept in his emails. Oh. It's kept in his mind. And that's it. He has not made it easy for people to make a transition of power. And that is probably the most frustrating thing that I'm dealing with right now is that there's no, just, it's so selfish. It's selfish. Start over. It's selfish. That's, what, start that's over. what the PCC did. Breaking off. Cass was the one who broke off from a, uh, another progressive Catholic organization five years ago to start the PCC. We're not going to do that again. We built too much. And I mean, with the, the prayers during the pandemic for St. Joseph mission, I'm happy with what we're doing as a local church and hopefully we can find somebody who can step up and actually fulfill that at, at one point in time too. And this past week, actually, as I was going through the frustrations that I was feeling with all of this was that I'm like, I, I do not want to be a bishop, but I will become a bishop if it means that we can get some order and organization to this whole experience because there's good things happening fucking a thousands upon thousands of unique viewers over prayers during the pandemic watching our online services for our little church in uh new jersey like cliffside park new jersey it it works we have a good message we have a good team we just need leadership and i'm like I'm at that point right now where it's like, we can't waste this. It's It it hurts me to see the possibility. It's like with the drywall, Dr. M. I'm seeing it all over again. The possibility, and it's getting squandered. <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. Well, it is what it is. It's all a learning experience. Well, I, I've come to peace with it. I, I, I do what I can, and it is what it is, as we all do. I mean, I remember one thing that I learned when I was in college. I remember I was applying for this position, this extracurricular position with the university, and you had to write a like these like an essay, and there were five questions, and I wrote like a page, one page response for each question, and it was perfect. It was awesome, and for some, oh, you know what? Because I wrote it online. And they, I didn't see the directions where it's like write in a Word document and then copy and paste. And so when I hit submit, the little wheel is spinning, 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 spinning. Error did not get submitted. All of my work was gone. Oh, and I was like, what the fuck? I almost didn't bother resubmitting my essay questions. But then I just started over from scratch. I tried to remember what I could. And then when I wrote the five essay questions over again i had a little bit of what i wrote before and i had some new material and it was better than what i originally wrote and i submitted it and it was a lot of work it really sucked but i'm very happy that i redid it and i learned you know what sometimes things are out of your control and you just have to start from scratch and when you start from scratch it ends up being better than the first draft 